is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. What's up, folks? Welcome to the show. This is Dealer News Today brought to you by Cox Automotive in partnership with the Dave Canton Group. I am your host, Derek T. I appreciate you being here and listening, of course. Solid episode for you today with not one, but two guests on the show, and we're going to jump right into it. I'm going to introduce them separately, so let's start out with the Senior Director of Product Management at Kelly Blue Book. Please welcome Juan Flores to the show. How are you doing, Derek? Happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, glad you could be on the show. Uh, Juan, where are you from? Are you getting this uh, storm right now? We're getting a little bit of drizzle. I had to take out my uh, my full Navy coat and my gloves and hat. Right, we're in we're in uh, Southern California. Kelly Blue Book's in Southern California, so we're uh, we're weathering the storm here. <laughs> well, SoCal is definitely a lot nicer than it is here in Jersey right now. So definitely a little jealous of the weather over there, that's for sure. (laughs) Yep, yep. And my other guest on the show today, she is the Director of Dealer Sales Analytics for Cox Automotive. Ladies and gentlemen, Jade Terraberry. Jade, how are you doing today? Thanks for being on the show. Hey, Derek. Doing well. Glad to be here, even though it's a cold, windy day in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, and you're in ATL. So we're, we're we're spread all over the place today. That we are. Is that where you're from originally, Atlanta? Originally from Northeast Tennessee, and oh. uh, here with my sixth year in Atlanta with Cox Automotive. All right, wow! So, so it's cool. We got a very diverse. You know, I'm Jersey. You're in Atlanta. Juan's over in Cali, and it uh, seems like everyone's getting some rain today. So, uh, depending on when you listen to this, it might be a sunny day. But hey, right now when we're recording this. You know, weather's not the best, especially in the Northeast. Anyway, this isn't a weather podcast. This is Dealer News Today. So uh, we're going we're gonna to jump right into the questions here and have a, have a, have a bunch for uh, both of you. And I guess, Juan, we could start with you. Again, Juan is the Senior Director of Product Management at Kelly Blue Book. And, uh, you know, just like everyone, I would say hopefully things get back to normal this year, right, in 2021. A lot sooner than later, hopefully, if you ask me. Um so one question that I should ask is, what impact do you see on on fixed operations, fixed ops? Yeah, that's a great question, Derek. Um, I, I would say the impact on fixed operations um, is going to be felt uh, more so this year than in years past, at least from a demand perspective. Um, obviously, the pandemic is having an issue um, as individuals are refraining from going out and getting their vehicles serviced. We also expect sales to uh, they're still going to be robust in 21, right at approximately 16 million SAR, but but still down from all-time highs. So what that's telling us also is that vehicles are, I'm sorry, uh, vehicle owners are holding on to their, their vehicles a little bit longer. So another opportunity for fixed operations. So what it's telling us is that there's clearly an additional opportunity for st- fixed operations business uh, for, for dealerships. Yeah. Now, do, do you think um, because of the pandemic, less people are, you know, selling their cars or trading their cars in or, or, or doing like that or holding on to their cars longer, do you think? We, we do believe that uh, that ve- that individuals are holding on to their vehicles a little bit longer, right? It also depends on where you are in the country. Some, you know, some, some states or some DMAs are a little bit uh, less concerned with the pandemic. So you might see uh, not as much change in behavior in certain parts of the country, where in other parts of the country, you might see significant changes in behavior where, now individuals expect uh, the franchise, you know, dealership to come to their home and pick up their vehicle and have it serviced and then dropped off. So there's there's differences in expectations, um, and that's one of the reasons why I created a fantastic opportunity for Kelly Blue Book 
to venture into the space of being the trusted resource to provide vehicle owners uh, with the information we're providing. Absolutely. And you talked about changes and stuff. And uh, Jade, I could jump over to you uh, for uh, for this one. I mean, obviously, like I said, it's been a crazy year like no other for all businesses, obviously, including the automotive industry. Um, Juan was talking about changes. How have uh, consumer expectations changed uh, during this time, do you think? Yeah, you're so right, Derek and Juan. And, you know, I'm sure we're all in the same boat. COVID has changed how we work and how we shop for everything, whether it's our groceries or our clothes. Uh, consumers today want the ability to do every part of the transaction online, uh, even when it comes to vehicles. Uh, in fact, um, 62% of car shoppers post-pandemic say that they actually want to do more steps online than their last transaction. They've done that um, as a result of the pandemic pandemic, and they don't intend to go back. Uh, we also have heard them say that if there were more tools available to help them do more of that automotive-related uh, activity online, they're ready to take that step. And they're also considering uh, more things on the purchasing side than they ever have before. They're likely more mm. budget conscious. They're more safety conscious. So they're considering things like lifetime ownership costs, future maintenance costs, warranty terms, um, even understanding more about the reputation of the dealership where they're they're looking to either purchase or service. Right. I mean, it, it you know, it's an interesting thing. Obviously, technology is so is, is, is great now because we can go online and order a car or have a car delivered. But I think the sweet spot really, especially and this is just my take going forward is even after the pandemic is is over, hopefully sooner than later, is that to get a lot of that stuff done online, but I still like going to the dealership. I want to look at my car. I want to see it. I want to drive it off the lot. So I think to kind of hit that happy medium between both, like to get a lot of that, you know, the the the, the what, what I, me as a consumer, you know, all this stuff you have to do at a dealership, that's pretty boring. Get that done online, but then the other half get out there and, you know, maybe go to the dealership and pick up my car. Me personally, I think it'd be a good you know, 50-50 if they could find out a good balance there. Yeah, Derek, you know, Juan mentioned the pent-up demand that we're expecting to see. And a lot of the research that we've done is around the total addressable market for dealers in the fixed operations space. Mm. And so, as you mentioned, people being willing to do more of those steps online when they buy a car, what we're seeing is that means they're buying from further and further away from their household location. Oh, so, that's yes, true, they'll yeah. drive 100 miles or 150 or 250. 50 miles or have a vehicle shipped from there um, to buy it, they're not going to go that far to service, which has opened up this whole new um, addressable market and market share um, opportunity for local dealers because those folks don't have loyalty to the dealership where they purchased because right. it's far away or they didn't have a personal relationship. Yeah, for sure. Because you definitely, you don't want to drive too far to get your car serviced, especially if, you know, it ends up breaking down. You need to get a toad. You want definitely someplace close. So that that's a that's a really good point. Juan, I'll I'll jump back to you. Um, over at Kelly Kelly Blue Book, they have the uh, Kelly Blue Book uh, Service and Repair Guide. Tell me a little bit about uh, a little bit more about that and uh, how that and, helps a consumer. Yeah, thanks, Derek. And this aligns specifically with you know how individuals expect to do their shopping online, not only for vehicles but for you know a- anything else at this point. Yeah. And, you know, you, you you hit it right on the nail there where you want to try to get as much of your information, as much of your research completed before you actually, you know, get to the dealership, whether it's to purchase a vehicle or whether it's before you walk into the service lane. 
right? You, you want to know um, what is wrong with my vehicle? Why, why is my vehicle making that noise, mm -hmm. right? You walk in a little bit informed. We know that the majority of individuals um, are holding onto their vehicles for an average of, of, of 11 years. We know that individuals are not uh, as well versed, right? Uh, in, in understanding uh, the configuration of the vehicle or the technology in their vehicle. So that really creates an opportunity uh, to assist the dealership, right? And I want to really point out, we are a consumer-facing site, but we are really trying to assist the dealership in informing the, the, the vehicle owner before they arrive um, so that the dealership and the vehicle owner can have a much more productive and a much more successful uh, conversation. So specifically what the service and repair guide delivers is that type of content, right? We're going to answer your repair questions and we're also going to provide repair pricing, right? That's the kind of content mm that is absolutely important. When you're in the lane, you're talking to the service manager and the service manager says X, Y, Z number of dollars. You want to know if that's a fair number, a low number, or a high number. Absolutely. And, I, and, and that's just, that just puts you in a much more comfortable position uh, for both parties, I would, I would, I would argue. Um, so that's the kind of information that, that we're providing is if you want to get your brakes serviced, come to KBB, look up your model, your model trim, and we will provide you a range uh, based on actual repair orders that are anonymized uh, and are regionalized. Uh, and, and, and then we're, we're giving you that context. Most importantly, then we're connecting you with the auto repair center uh, in, in your local area. And you can either call the dealership, um, you can schedule an appointment online, or you can, you, know, you can show up. We know that individuals like to just show up. So mm -hmm. it's, um, it's providing that service. Yeah. And I think, you know, going into anything uh, car related where you're spending money, especially if you're not too car savvy and you want to get all that information you can on, you know, what's wrong with the car, how much it should cost. Are they getting a good deal or not? So, yeah, very good thing to have the KBB service and repair guide. I mean, you know, I'm a car savvy guy, but I've used KBB myself because you want to find out all that tried and true information, which obviously helps to have when you go to get your car serviced. You'll feel more comfortable, or when you're buying a car, when you when you know when you give them those certain numbers, you know where it's supposed to be. Absolutely, Derek. Derek let me add a couple of things. Uh, sure. I just just thought of here. Um, through our research, we know that uh, vehicle owners uh, defect getting their vehicle serviced at a franchise location after the vehicle reaches year five by by almost greater than two thirds. So yeah, so for sure. Five, by year five, the vehicle owner stops taking their vehicle to get service at the dealership because there's a perception that the dealership is more expensive than an independent shop. So it's really fascinating that there is this mis, uh, there's just misunderstanding and misinformation. But what we've, we've been able to validate is that an independent shop and a franchise uh, service shop actually are right at par in terms of price. So that's the other thing that we are trying to deliver to the dealership is how do you retain that existing vehicle owner? How do you attract, you know, attract back your vehicle owner to address that defection rate and communicate to the vehicle owner that hey, independent shops and franchise shops are generally at par for your most common service and repairs? Yeah, definitely for the most common stuff. But I would say from experience that sometimes the bigger stuff, maybe not necessarily depending on how big it is. Uh, of course, and that's why I specifically stipulated, you know, the most common stuff. Yeah, if you're going to replace an engine or replace your transmission, then, then you know, then it's going to depend on a lot of other factors. But absolutely. Yeah, for you sure. Know, Derek, it really all comes back to, again, the consumer 
expectations and the consumer desire for price transparency. Sure. Um, and you know, there one thing we found in in some of the anecdotal feedback from both consumers and dealers participating, um, consumers are not always looking for the best price. Similar to what we see on the retail side, you know, you think about the changes ten years ago, five years ago, um, versus today. When you purchase a vehicle, they you have to have that price transparency. Consumers absolutely want the ability um, to get online. You said yourself, you've searched Kelly Blue Book, you've looked at that that fair vehicle pricing, the price. Absolutely. Should you pay for a car? And so it, it's a price transparency play, and that doesn't always mean you have to be the least expensive, um, but it means you have to put all of that information at the consumer's fingertips so that they can research and compare and make the decisions based on their own personal consideration set. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you you definitely, you want to get the best price, but you also want to look at all your options and make sure this is like, you might be like, oh, this is cheaper, but I think this place might do better work or the actual, you know, dealership will do better, you know, better work. Do you think dealerships as a whole are taking all the steps to meet those consumer expectations like you were just talking about? You bet. You know, dealer home service offerings have become extremely popular through the pandemic, and we're seeing more dealers than ever before providing some type of digital retailing solution. And 80% of franchise dealers now have some type of digital retailing tool. But the most incredible part is that dealers who have really embraced that have actually seen more profitability and more revenue through COVID-19, and it's continuing to grow. And that goes hand in hand with that price transparency on the service side. We've also seen through COVID, the dealerships that have allowed that online transparency have done um, at-home delivery at-home work, per RO, their profitability has been greater. Consumers are doing more things because the process is just easier. And they have trust that they're doing the right things because they have all of that research and data right at their fingertips. Right. And they're not like at the dealership getting all that info just from the dealership right? or the salesperson just telling them. They can go online and do their research first, especially for older folks who may not be as technologically astute as maybe younger generations. So it's good you could streamline that process and, you know, make it easier, especially for people who may not be as savvy with online shopping. Oh, that's right. Especially when it comes to cars. Mm-hmm. Just a more relaxed, more thoughtful um, process where they can take their time to really um, understand their, their own needs and the services that they want to have completed on their vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Juan, jumping back to you, so do you think that we're talking about dealerships? Can they use, do they use the tool like the Kelly Blue Book service and repair guide for to gain a competitive advantage? Like we, we, we talked about people using it, but how about dealerships? Yeah, absolutely. We obviously Kelly Blue Book has a history of partnering with dealerships in connecting uh, online audience into their offline operations. And this is another extension of that. Um, so there's already a, uh, an established precedence of the value that we're delivering with the dealership. So we have uh, dealer partners that, that I've worked with in the past for other products and services that are now reaching out um, for this product in particular because they understand uh, the power of a partnership with Kelly Blue Book. And, and not only from, a, from being listed there and, and having access to the Kelly Blue Book audience, but also uh, partnering from a pricing perspective and saying, absolutely, right, uh, Kelly Blue Book is trying to be neutral to the transaction. And, and that's that's been our mantra, Derek. We, Kelly Blue Book is, needs to be neutral to the transaction. Yeah, we, for sure. And the consumer and the dealer together. And then we step back because you know, you've seen dealer operations there. No one else can do what they, what they do. They, they do a fantastic, fabulous job uh, on a day-to-day basis. And that's where we step back 
we bring the consumer and the dealer together. So yeah, dealers are partnering with us. They're leveraging our information. Um, you know, they're continuously providing feedback. Right, that's who they are. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't be that otherwise. Um, yeah, and, and they're recognizing the fact that their gross profits are coming from fixed operations. You know, at, at the end of the day, their, their revenue is coming from sales. Um, and there's, you know, incentive stair steps there from the manufacturer. But on their gross profit side, they're benefiting from a partnership with Cali Blue Book because of the emphasis on gross profit that comes from the service lane. Yeah, you know, I think we can all agree that, you know, all dealerships are not created equal. I mean, I myself have gone to dealerships and said, Kelly Blue Book says this. And they're like, oh, well, you know, there are a lot of other factors and things like that. So now that you can go online and do a lot of this research, you can kind of wean out some of those dealerships that may, you know, for lack of a better word, may swindle you a little bit. So it allows the consumer to really do their due diligence by researching online. And then when they go to the dealership with the KBB facts or value of the car or whatever it is, they can weigh it against what the dealership is saying. Yep, exactly. And and that's a that's a that's a fair comment, right, Derek? We know that certain dealers are more progressive mm. um, than than other dealers, and we also know that certain dealers have decided that they know they don't need to evolve their process because they're having success, and and that's and that's fine. I would, you know, if I was talking to a dealer, I would say absolutely, right? Don't don't change your process, but at some point, um, pricing transparency transcend uh, transitions over to to the, the the service lane, and and that's what the expectation is. You and I see this when we shop for other things online. And so the, the you know, the consumers expect this, uh, also this amount of transparency. Yeah. So no, no matter how you slice it, it's a good tool to have for the dealerships and the consumers. So that's definitely a good thing. So, um, you know, obviously there's, we've talked about it. There's been a ton of digital growth because of the pandemic. Now the pandemic's not good, but it's actually helped a lot of businesses because people are shopping from home and that Definitely goes for cars as well. and uh, But the thing is, many people actually seem to be driving fewer miles this past year. So, Jade, how has the service department been impacted by that, do you think? You know, it's funny. It seems like an oxymoron because Juan said, you know, we know that the, the fixed stop side of the house for most dealerships drives 50 plus percent of mm. their profitability. But we have seen with consumers driving less that there's less of an urgency in most cases to repair or maintain that car. Um, like recalls are a great example of that. So um, cars today, of course, are rolling computers on wheels as the amount of technology they have in them increases year by year. We've seen that same increase in the volume of recalls. Um, 2019, 28 million vehicle recalls were issued. Um, yeah, and it is, you know, 2020 and 2021 recalls have continued to grow out. Um, we have seen a big difference in the way consumers are acting upon those. 2018 was actually the highest year of consumers um, taking action on recalls at, at 80, right around 80 percent, but far less through the pandemic. And so um, we believe that where they've been conscious about social distancing and safety and driving their cars less, which means um, less opportunity for that, my vehicle making that noise that Juan mentioned earlier, less opportunity for that to manifest that it can take longer for them to take action. And that goes hand in hand with that pent up demand we expect to have. And, you know, we talked a lot about price, but we know we hear every day from our dealers and I'm sure you hear it too. They're wearing more hats today than they ever have before. Um, they're, they're more thinly spread and they're more conscious of their time and their money. So, you know, dollar for dollar, um, finding the efficiencies in spend to 
not only keep the market share that they have and drive new market share as we start to see that pent-up demand release is going to be really important for our clients. And the KBB tools are a great way to do that, to meet consumers where they are today, where they want to connect. Absolutely. It's 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 kind of uh, funny a little bit when you, because so people are driving fewer miles this past year because obviously they're, they're, they're staying home, they're shopping from home and things like that. But there's also the other side of it too, where I think some people are driving more because they don't want to take public transportation, especially in the tri-state area. They don't want to take, you know, they don't want to take the train. They don't want to take the bus or they're buying more cars because of that reason as well. So I, I don't know how, you know, what the difference is between them, but there's almost an argument for both sides. I think, I don't know. I might've just, I might've just made that up, but what are you thinking about that? No, I like that. I think it's a great point. And that helps us understand, uh, you know, how those factors of people keeping their cars longer, um, people, um, wanting to do more of the pieces online, um, people maybe not acting on recalls, but whether they are driving more or driving less, Um, there's activity in the marketplace right now that is still creating 50 plus percent of the dealership profitability through COVID. And the dealerships that are meeting consumers virtually are the ones that are taking advantage of that. They're making more profit and doing more items per RO than they did pre. And we have this pent up demand coming because we know you have that whole other side of the market that has been waiting. So, you know, it says even more how important the timing is. And you know, what COVID has really done, um, it has probably accelerated the importance to consumers and the consumer behavior to do those things online by five plus years at, at least. And so that helps dealers now that they have tools like this, find those efficiencies to make sure they're set up properly for today's consumer that maybe is driving a lot and the consumer of the future in the coming months and quarters that just start getting back into a regular routine. Yeah. And I think it's always good, even though COVID obviously is a terrible thing and it's negative, it's always good to find the positive. And it's like you said, it pretty much advanced it almost five years and forced you know, dealerships and people to, you know, go digital and, and, uh, you know, buy cars online and see how that process now works. And then moving forward when COVID is, you know, we kick this thing, you know, moving forward and making that the norm. And I think that's one of the positives that is, that have come out of this Juan, You said something and we got to wrap it up, but I, we said something, you said something earlier that was interesting to me. People average, they average hold on to their cars for about 11 years. Yeah, absolutely. Or I should say the average age of a vehicle, right? It's about 11 years. So yeah, people are holding on to certain vehicles, um, obviously with longer loan rates, uh, longer loan terms, um, and then vehicles just performing really well. Uh, Yeah, people are holding on to to their vehicles much longer, right? Yeah, I mean, that was an interesting stat. I thought it'd be a lot shorter, maybe around five years or something. But hey, it is 2021 and cars are very advanced. Companies know how to make them and they last. But uh, hey, before we go, is there anything else you'd like to add, Juan? Just uh, thanks, Derek, for asking. And, uh, you know, I appreciate Jade bringing up, you know, the whole the whole um, world around recall. And I, I, I forgot to touch on Derek, but that business is also an opportunity for the dealership, right? So with 28 million recalls out there, the OEMs are doing a great job of getting in touch with those 28 million. And, and, and they, they, do, they do that effectively up to about 60% of the individuals that have an open recall. But the other 40%, guess where they're going to, uh, guess where those vehicle owners are out looking if their vehicle has an, a safety recall? They're coming to us. Right. They're coming to other sites. Uh, and so we're we're averaging, you know, 300,000, 325,000 people a month that are looking, entering their 17 digit VIN, Derek. Uh, wow. 
it's a lot of people. They're entering that that thing um, into our into our experience to determine whether or not they have a safety recall. And guess what happens? We then connect them with the dealership that can repair that recall. We emphasize that it's free. That's warranty money into the dealership. And most of that warranty money, I'm sorry, most of that warranty business converts into an additional service opportunity for the dealership. So that was just one thing I wanted to touch on is that uh, is that our, our, our audience is looking for or, you know, safety recall information. Yeah. Yeah. With that many recalls, you have to make sure you're on top of those things, especially if it's something serious, you know, not just like a radio knob or something, but if it's significant, you want to get that fixed and fast. And Kelly Blue Book is a great resource for that information and where you should go, especially if it's back to the dealership, what helps them and it helps you. So yeah, it's all good stuff. Uh, Jade, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Thanks, Derek. And just that silver lining that you mentioned earlier in, you know, the devastation of COVID. But, um, you know, I think it, it makes everybody sharpen their pencils, you know, where everybody has to work a little bit smarter. And so as our clients look for tools, um, that's what uh, KBB is, is looking to achieve, help our dealers uh, work smarter and more efficiently, and then make the process uh, on the flip side for the consumer uh, more efficient, easier, and more transparent. So thanks for having us today, Derek. Well said. And thank you, Jim. Jade. That was Jade Terraberry, Director for Dealer Sales Analytics for Cox Automotive, and Juan Flores, the Senior Director of Product Management at Kelly Blue Book. And this has been Dealer News Today, brought to you by Cox Automotive in partnership with the Dave Canton Group. I am Derek D. Uh, for more information on me, head to DerekD.com. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll chat next time right here on DNT. This is Dealer News Today.